Welcome to Millennial Grinders, the podcast for creatives and marketers who are navigating the difficult path to success as entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Erica Peter. As service-based entrepreneurs, I'm pretty sure that you want to be productive not only to scale your business, but also to serve your clients properly. Productivity is such a big topic that you're most likely always trying to improve your methodology. That's why for this episode, I interviewed Karina Lawson, a business efficiency expert and personal productivity strategist. Hello, Karina. Welcome to the Million Grinders podcast. Thank you for being here. Hi, Erica. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I mean, productivity is such a big topic, and I'm really glad you accepted to do this interview. So for those who don't know you, would you introduce yourself? Absolutely. I'm Karina Lawson. I am a productivity strategist, and I am also the founder of Ponder Lily Paper and Planners. And I help women not only with productivity tools, but also through workshops and coaching to make more efficient decisions, more efficient and empowered decisions with your time. Wonderful. So I'm sure that the creatives and marketers who are listening to us are eager to hear your tips. But before jumping into the subject, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You know, there are so many productivity experts, and I feel like sometimes we don't know who to listen to. And I'm pretty sure you've seen all those articles, you know, online sharing the best tips to be productive and so forth. What makes a good productivity expert? I love that question, Erica. And I... I really believe that productivity is personal and you're absolutely right. There are so many tools and tips and tricks. It's kind of like a platter on a buffet, you know? If you have a little bit of everything, you're going to end up very full and not feeling very good. Um, there are, however, such, uh, there's so many useful and so many good time, uh, time management tools. However, what defines uh, an efficient uh time management tool is the one that works for you. And the key really is to tailor the one that suits you and how they help you lead at your best. Just because there's so there's a plethora of them flying around, it doesn't mean that you have to always be on the lookout for the next best thing. Oftentimes we turn to productivity tips because we feel that we can do our work better, but we often don't give ourselves credit for the work that we are, for the work that we're doing well. So it's important mm -hmm. to acknowledge what we're doing well. It's important to acknowledge um, that, yes, there are so many tools available, but it's also important to take what works for you. Mm -hmm. It makes so much sense what you're saying right now. So this might sound like a weird question, but why is productivity so important? How can it improve someone's life? I think before we tackle that question, it's important to define the difference between productivity and efficiency, right? Um, so productivity is the quantity of work that's produced by a team, a business, or an individual. And efficiency, on the other hand, it refers to the resources used to produce that work. So while productivity focuses on the bulk output of how much we can do within a given amount of time, efficiency really measures how much of that output works as intended. So just because you're doing all the things, it doesn't mean that you're doing them well. Um, just because you're doing all the things, it doesn't mean that your own resources aren't getting super depleted, right? How many times have we had 
ticked so many boxes, right, on our to-do list. And at the end of the day, we felt that we didn't do enough, that we felt that uh, just tired and just depleted. So we need both productivity, which is the performance, like how well we can perform, and the efficiency, which is a measure of how well we're able to do certain things. So it's important to kind of distinct between the two because there's a time and a place for both. It's important because, you know, who doesn't like to get done um, early, right? Who doesn't like to tick all the boxes on their to-do list? But on the other hand, it's important to know that nobody likes to feel depleted and tired and exhausted at every day. So it's important to know the difference between the two. And it's also important to know what makes you work at your best. Mm-hmm. So I guess the ultimate goal would be to be both productive and efficient. Yeah, I would prioritize the latter. I would want to be efficient first, knowing what to focus on and when. Because, um, you know, a lot of people ask me about balance. Do you believe in balance? And I certainly do. But when you're riding a bike, there is that push and that pull that you have to do, right? Sometimes you have to sway a little bit more to the left, sometimes a little bit more to the right. When you're going up the hill, you know exactly when you need to put your body forward um, so that you can get that oomph and go above the hill, go on top of the hill. So it's important to know exactly when you need each one of those. Mm-hmm. I love that. So interesting. Okay, so here's my next question. You know, when it comes to productivity, one of the first thing that people think about is that being productive means waking up at 4am, working out, eating, and then being ready to start working at 6am. Is it really what it means? Is it a one-size-fits-all formula? Oh, I love this question so much because oftentimes people assume that because I own a planner company and because I'm a business analyst and I help companies like and individuals like do more with the time that they have, they assume I wake up at five in the morning and that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I am not a morning person and that's just how I'm wired. And I genuinely believe that productivity is personal. And it's important to know whether you're a morning person or a night owl. And on top of that, it's also important to celebrate that, right? Because um, a lot of people say like, oh yeah, you know, I've read that entrepreneurs who wake up at five are super productive. But I encourage you to read um evidence to the contrary as well. You know, when we're doing research, we triangulate, we look at at least three different pieces of research to be able to draw a conclusion or support a claim. And just because you read one thing that waking up at 5 a.m. and having a green smoothie, although those sounds like, it sounds like wonderful things to do, it doesn't mean that's the only way to be healthy, the only way to be productive, right? Um, You have to account uh, your productivity personality. I have um, a quiz over at Ponderlity where people can take and they can find out what is their best productivity personality and work with what they have to be uh, more efficient if they wish to. So considering whether you're a morning person, a night owl, considering what time of day do you have the most energy, a lot of people experience um, like an energy slump immediately after lunch, right? So knowing that if you feel more energetic towards the uh, earlier parts of the day, that can be the time that you can do your most creative or your deeper work rather than checking in on emails and doing administrative work. And um, 
because this really is a strategy that I tend to recommend my clients because they want to lead their week as they mean to act in their business. So if you want to lead your business, even if you're solopreneur, right, even if you're the only person and people often make that assumption, oh, I'm the only one who works in the business, but you often interact with clients, you often interact with suppliers and you interact with with peers, right? Um, so it's really important to uh, be a steward for your time and how do you want to steward your business um, and how do you want to steward your day is important. So um, to, I normally start my week. Um, the first day of the week is always a day where I check in with the mission, vision, and financial goals for my company. So that way, if I happen to catch myself watching a cat video on the internet because I'm human and cat videos are they're funny. Uh, so if I happen to catch myself doing that, it's very, very quick for me to just remember why I'm sitting at my computer um, from that certain period of time, what it is that I need to accomplish. And it helps you steward your time and steward your energy accordingly. Okay. So what are the steps to figure out what would be the best way to be more productive based on each person's personality then? Of course. I would say learn what your productivity style is. You can, like I mentioned earlier, you can take the quiz or you can just find out what your circadian rhythm is like, whether you're a morning person or an evening person, and then work with it. You don't necessarily have to go against it. However, if you do wish to become a morning person, you have to really investigate why that's going to be the case. Is it because you've read it somewhere or is it because it will allow you to make better decisions with your day, right? Like for example, waking up early um, for myself, for instance, as a mom of twin girls, it's important that I have a good breakfast before my girls wake up because that's when um, I find that, you know, that's my quiet time. Um, so even if it's 15 minutes earlier, that's when that's going to happen. And then the second thing I would suggest would be to tailor um, your time management tools and techniques to suit your needs. A lot of people talk about time batching. Um, another way to work, so that basically means dedicating specific slots of time during your day to work on specific tasks. So from three to four, for example, it may be a suitable time for you to work on your administrative work. However, I invite you to, if that doesn't work for you, if that is somehow um, preventing you from doing your best work, then another way to look at it would be to batch your days, right? So let's say every Monday or every Friday you have a financial a financial date, right? And then you, that's when you go through your financial goals and your statements. So it doesn't have to be a one size fits all. The third thing would be to prioritize what will allow you to lead with your best foot forward. What activities do you need to perform at the beginning of your week? And what activities would you like to be doing at the end of your week? So that way you can identify um, how to best steer your life and how to best steer your business forward. The fourth thing I would suggest would be to create uh, and cultivate healthy boundaries. And a lot of the times people feel like creating boundaries is just saying no, and that may be part of it, but it's saying yes to something else, right? Um, so if you feel that you want to turn your computer off at 5 p.m., and that's it, that's you done with your work for the day, I think it's even more important for you to communicate and accept that yourself, because oftentimes we don't necessarily keep 
promises to ourselves, do we? We're more likely to keep promises to our friends or our family, um, our family members, but we don't keep promises to ourselves most often. So if that's the decision that you make, make sure you write down why that decision is important for you and what it will allow you to gain um, as a result of that decision. So that would be my tip for cultivating healthy boundaries. And you can write that down on a post-it note and keep it um, next to your laptop. If you're struggling, for example, turning your computer off for a specific, um, a specific time, um, because we always say to ourselves, oh, just one more email, just this one last thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then last but not least, I would say um, to try as much as possible to limit distractions. Um, it can take up to 25 minutes from just looking at different tabs to coming back to the deep work that you were doing. Um And so limiting distractions, whether that is um, perhaps using Boomerang for Gmail, so that way you can pause your inbox while you finish your reports, um, or simply making sure that you are, um, you've got your phone facing down when you're working, or you put it on silent during the time that you know that you need to be concentrating on a task that you really want to get off your desk. Um, So I think those would be the five uh, productivity um, do's and productivity don'ts that I would recommend for your listeners. Thank you. You know, you you touched the the topic about setting boundaries. And, you know, for this podcast, I've interviewed different service-based entrepreneurs. And that's a topic that came back quite often, you know, setting their own limits. Because, you know, when you're starting out a business and you're building your client list, it's actually hard to say no. And but saying yes, you know, it actually kills your productivity. So I guess my question is how to set boundaries and manage client expectations to remain productive? Oh, I love this question too. Um, so I think saying yes to things really comes back to the mission of your business, right? So for example, I know for a fact that I am a better communicator when it comes to speaking. Um, I So I will avoid like writing articles until Q4, for example, um, quarter four, because that's when I have more time because I know it's going to take me longer to write them. So I prefer to do them at the end of the year. So I know for a fact that whenever I have a speaking engagement or uh, an opportunity to network with my peers, like you know, for the first part of the year, I know I'm going to say yes, depending on whether we're a good fit, right? And just because you say no to a specific request, if that is not in alignment with what you want to achieve in your business, or if that doesn't really sit well with you, um, then just remember that by saying no to that specific request, you are saying yes to something else. And that may mean Uh, more time with your family. That may mean your sanity. And that that may mean um, focusing on clients that um, want to work with you or servicing the clients that you currently have to to the best of your abilities. So that's what I would say. Make sure that it always sits well with you and it's in alignment. One thing that I am really shy to do is Instagram lives. If we were like doing this like over Instagram, I would probably, (laughs) I would probably shy away from it. And, um, you know, like, but doing podcasts to me comes, comes quite, quite naturally. And because it it is what it is, right. It's a conversation. Um, and like, I just find it really hard to do it, um, on Instagram. So, um, I think, um, knowing 
why you started your business and how you show up at your best really defines what to say yes and what to say no to. Um, and know too that when you say yes to certain things, it does come at a cost, right? What is the opportunity cost of saying yes to yet another opportunity that may stretch you uh, a little bit too thin or, it, you know, and you may not be able to deliver to the best of your abilities and it may not sit well with you. So you may not perform well and you're going to be like for an hour or two after the fact that you've done like an Instagram live, if you're like me and you don't like to be on camera, um, you know, you may be for an hour or two be obsessing over it and, and things like that. So it's always like best to um, really say yes from a place of alignment and from a place that feels good. Mm -hmm. So I guess you're an introvert. Yes, very much so. <laughs> very much so. The thing is, like, I, I realize that it's, um, you know, I have a small business too, and growing it, like, it, we're very tempted to say yes to everything, but it comes back to mentality too, right? So you, you, just because you say no to something, it doesn't mean that it's going to run out. It's like saying, like, I'm not going to be creative if I don't. Um, if I don't do um, this specific painting or this specific thing right about now, right? That we shouldn't have a lack mentality. There's always going to be other opportunities. You can create your own opportunities as well, um, as long as you show up at your best, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that, because I feel like we live in the world where, you know, we always... I mean, I think there is actually a saying, you know, that you cannot miss that one shot. And the truth is, like you just said, there are so many opportunities, you know, because one door, it opens another one. But in the society where we live, it always feels like we're always missing another opportunity. So we should be at 100 all the time. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it was um, Marie Forleo who said, you know, because she writes a lot and people, somebody asked her in her show, like, what do you do to keep, um, like, do you ever get writer's block or how do you stay creative? Um, you know, if, if you feel that you're not being creative right at that particular moment or you're staring at a blank computer screen, you can change the medium in which you, the outlet, right? So if, you, if you're mm -hmm. stuck with something to write, you might want to give your, send yourself a voice note on your phone or say it out loud or um, take the time to write bits and pieces of that message and then later refine it into something that's more cohesive. So if something isn't working right now, you don't have to force it. You just have to think, be creative, right? Like I mentioned earlier, if time blocking doesn't work for you, then perhaps batching work, uh, uh, having a theme day, like within your week might work. Um, and it's always fun and creative to think of um, what people may feel is a problem. It's like, you know, it's just a challenge. We're just challenging ourselves to find a different solution for it. Something that works, something that sits well with us and something that helps us um, put our best foot forward. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've been talking about managing you know, our own time and so forth. So what do you think about time management tools? Do you think it, that it can really serve a service-based entrepreneur or do they need to figure out first how to be productive before using any tools? I'm asking that because I've seen so many videos, you know, about supposedly, you know, like the best time management tool. You should use this one and not this one. Sometimes I've seen battles you know, between, for instance, Asana and ClickUp. So, like, is it really about the tool or is it more about the person and how they use it? 
Oh my gosh, I love this. So, um, and I've seen those battles. Like it was before, it was between Asana and Trello. Now it's Asana and ClickUp. It's it's a whole thing, isn't it? Um, so I don't necessarily think in this particular instance that it's about the person or the product. It is about the process first. I ran my company, Ponder Lily, with one piece of paper. I'm a business analyst, okay? Like I ran it with one piece of paper for years and I don't run it like out of a sauna. There is one process that requires, um, that is very time bound and it requires that um, that I really have a finger on the pulse of moving dates, right? And that's typically production. So um, I need to be very well aware of when that's happening. Um, but having said that, it's again, you can't uh, put a product before the process. If you don't have a process that's well defined and that you know exactly what needs to happen and when, putting a, a, a tool or a product on top of it, like it may not serve its purpose for the process that you have, right? So for example, everyone talks about um, Asana and Trello, right? Like which one is better for you? It's the one that works. It's the one that is easy for you to use. It's the one that serves its purpose. Do you need to track every single little thing on Trello or on Asana? And remember, there's always gonna be a learning curve with whatever tool that you're using. Um, but the tool that you choose or the product management tool or is the one that supports your process, not the other way around, not the, you know, you shouldn't be getting, um, you know, click up if you don't know how to use it yet or what and you don't know how to, what, what you're going to use it for necessarily. Right. Um, yes, you can work off of templates, but until your process is absolutely clear on one piece of paper, and I say this as a trained business analyst, until it's on a, a very simple swim lane on a one piece of paper, you know exactly what needs to happen first, second, for it to start and end. You don't add any tools to it until that's absolutely clear because you might find out that running a specific process in your business might work just as well with a Google Doc, right? It might work mm. just as well with just Trello or with Asana or um, if you need forms and things like that. You, you know, there's so many different tools for that, but you don't have to go through. And I think oftentimes too, we're kind of... Um, we like the shiny objects, don't we? We like to go after, like, well, what's this person using? What's that person using? Can I get a coupon code? And, um, you know, it may not necessarily be necessary. And most importantly, it may be uh, eating away at your time, right? Like in the time and energy that you're spending trying to figure out one of these tools, um, you know, you may just be procrastinating um, actually getting the show on the road, right? Right. So we're coming to the end of this interview and I know we covered a lot of things, but before letting you go, I'd like to know if there is one thing you'd like people to remember about this interview, what would it be? Productivity is personal. You do what works for you and you do what it, what you need to support your lifestyle. Um, you don't find a style to support your life. Like life comes first and you come first. Um, so figure out what that is and, uh, and do that. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Karina, thank you so much for taking the time to answer my questions. Before leaving, would you tell my audience where they could find you? 
Absolutely. Um, so you can find me at on Instagram at karina.lawson.co or you can go to my website karinalawson.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much and have a great day. You too. That's it for today's episode. If you want to take Karina's quiz to improve your productivity, check out this episode's description. Talk to you soon.